Welcome to the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. My name is Anna Marika Gerritsen, but call me AMG. I'm a qualified nutritionist and I specialize in endometriosis. In this podcast, you will learn how what you eat and drink affect your endometriosis and how you can use your diet to take control over your symptoms. If you have endometriosis, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you find it helpful, please leave a review so other women can get the same benefits. Let's start this episode. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Endometriosis Nutritionist. Um, we are about to kick off the third year of this podcast, which is absolutely amazing. And I am so grateful for all of you for listening and for keeping coming back. Um, but I thought what we do is go back to basics, uh, kick off this uh, third year of podcast with really the foundation of the role that nutrition plays in endometriosis. So we're going to look at what is it? What's that one thing that you really need to understand about your endometriosis to be able to look for ways to manage your symptoms and look for ways to reduce the severity of your symptoms? And that what number one thing that you need to know is that your endometriosis is sort of based in inflammation and you've had you, you've heard me say this a number of times um, and I think that if I go back to the most commonly used word in my podcast inflammation is probably going to be it um, and the reason for that is that typically if you go to see your GP and then you get um, referred to a specialist um, around endometriosis uh, what you what they will look at and what they will assume is that there is hormones at play and so they will maybe suggest that you go on the birth control pill or they do the, the, typically the treatment um, if it's not surgery is around controlling your hormones now I'm not saying hormones don't play a role they do but in the sense that your endometriosis is dependent it reacts to your hormone levels the same way that the endometrium inside your uterus reacts to hormones when it comes time for your period. Um, but it's hormones themselves are not the problem, if you know what I mean. It's not that you either produce too much of them or you produce too little of them. Um, because we don't know what's causing endometriosis, we don't really know if if there is a basis in hormones, but it's unlikely because there is there are a lot of studies done that show that there's not nothing wrong with your hormones if you know what you, what you mean. What I mean. So it's about inflammation, and I want to the, the very first episode I recorded, um, I explain inflammation, but I think it's it's time to do an update. Um, and so today I want to explain again what what that where that inflammation comes from and how it affects your endometriosis symptoms. So it's more, so endometriosis from the way I look at it is an inflammatory disease, and that means that you have chronic systemic inflammation. 
um, we all know acute inflammation. So if you have a, a, a cut on your hand, then you can see that in action. Um, inflammation is a key weapon of your immune system. So if you have a cut, that means that there's a breach um, and, and dangerous pathogens can enter your body. So your immune system kicks into gear. And one of the ways it does that is by creating inflammation. It actually, your immune system immediately produces uh, particular cells. Um, they're called pro-inflammatory cytokines. And the word says it, pro-inflammatory. So those cells produce um, inflammation. And you can see, um, you can feel it. So, it, you know, the, the area around your cut may be a bit swollen. It looks red. And when you touch it, it feels warm. Um, that inflammation then creates uh, uh, all sorts of other um, things to happen, right, um, to heal that wound. So it kicks other processes into gear. Um, and then at some point when the wound is healed, you'll see that the inflammation goes down, um, the, the swelling goes down, it's no longer hot, and that means that um, the wound is, is healed and we're back to normal. So that is acute inflammation. Now, when we look at endometriosis, you have chronic, so all the time, systemic, everywhere, inflammation. And that means that all your organs and all your tissues are constantly inflamed. And that creates this, this very beneficial, well, and, and I put that in between, you know, a bit, bit ironically, um, environment where endometriosis flourishes. Um, so where does that chronic systemic inflammation come from well not from hormones it comes from your immune system and it comes from your digestive system so if we look at your immune system i already said inflammation is is a key weapon that your immune system uses to deal with potential danger um, and so that if you have chronic systemic inflammation, that means that somehow your immune system is constantly active, constantly creating this inflammation. And we know that women with endometriosis have a slightly altered immune system. For example, you have a large amount of cells called lymphocytes that play a really key role in um, your immune system, but they're ineffective. So they don't do what they're supposed to do. We also know that you have a large amount of autoantibodies in your um, uh, system. And these are autoantibodies. Um, so autoantibodies are cells that your immune system creates. They are sort of memory cells. So if your immune system has tagged something as a previously a problematic um type of, of, of pathogen, then your, your immune system has these cells to remember to react to these cells. So you have autoantibodies and that's, so autoantibodies are things that react to the body's own um, cells. And in particular, you have autoendometrial antibodies. So that means your immune system is has been trained, if you like, to react to your own endometriosis cells and your 
endometriosis tissue. So your body constantly produces, they grow, it, it spreads. And so that, that in itself triggers your immune system all the time. We also know that you produce an abundance of pro-inflammatory cytokines. Your, very, your immune system is very good at that part. Um, so congratulations. Um, thank you, immune system, um, doing a great job. But in this case, obviously, that means that you are really producing a lot of inflammation. And then the fourth element here that's important is that your immune system also produces natural killer cells and macrophages. And they're kind of the, the cleaner operas, if you like, um, when, when your body is, you know, when there are uh, invaders um, detected, then natural killer cells, they do what they, that what the name says, they kill pathogens and macrophages as kind of the, they remove them and they um, get rid of um, all these things. So you produce those, those cells, which is fantastic, they're not so effective. So they're not doing a great job. Um, the other thing is that the amount of endometriosis that is in your body is virtually impossible for your immune system to just neatly remove and, and tidy up. So, you know, the workload for these poor cells is immense um, and they're not working all that well. So that's why you keep having... Um, these reactions. So your immune system is at a constant state of activation. Um, and that is that chronic systemic inflammation. So the question is, why? Why is your immune system, besides the autoendometrial antibodies, why is that immune system so, so constantly activated? What, what's pushing those buttons? Well, funny enough, that's its in your digestive system. Um, and there's two parts to that. The first part is something that we call leaky gut. And leaky gut um, means that the gut wall, so, and we're talking about your intestines, um, that your gut wall is, we call it hyperpermeable. That means that it allows undigested food particles to enter your bloodstream. Um, that's not supposed to happen. So what's supposed to happen in your gut is that when you've um, your stomach has, you know, you've eaten something, your stomach has turned that into um, a, a bit of a mush that gets into your um, intestines and then um, it gets broken down further down to the most basic nutrient um, compounds and, and molecules. And those are able to go through the gut wall into the bloodstream, and then your body does what it needs to do with it. But if you have a damaged gut wall, and I'd, I'd like you to imagine a brick wall where there are parts of, they're, they're just bricks missing. Um, and in other parts, there is bits of mortar missing. So if you're standing inside the house and you're looking at that brick wall and you, you can just see the outside and you can feel draft coming in. So that's kind of your gut wall. So when you have leaky gut or gut hyperpermeability, your you undigested food particles are able to go through. So they are too big uh, and they get into your bloodstream. And because they are undigested, they're in a 
in a form that your your body doesn't recognize as something that is allowed in your body that triggers your immune system because it it looks at it as foreign invaders so that then of course sets this whole system in motion where you your in, immune system um, creates inflammation now because you have systemic inflammation uh, that means your gut wall is also inflamed and there is a, a vicious cycle between leaky gut and inflammation so leaky gut creates and worsens inflammation but inflammation worsens leaky gut so as long as you have that inflammation you will have your, your leaky gut gets worse which means you're in this downward spiral um, where your immune system is constantly trying to fix things and react to things um, the second part of the digestive system that plays a role in your inflammation is your microbiome. So a microbiome is the balance of all bacteria. We have lots of microbiomes. We have them on our skin and we have them um, in, a, you, have, you have a microbiome in your vagina, you have, and you have it in your gut. Um, we're learning more and more about the importance of the microbiome in our gut. Um, and that it's basically involved in just about every body system and body process, even down to um, emotions and, and, and mental health. Um, so we know that women with endometriosis have uh, an out-of-balance microbiome. So the microbiome is the balance of all the good and the bad bacteria. And to put it really simply, you have too many of the bad guys and not enough of the good guys. And in particular, you lack some, some specific good bacteria that change the pH in your gut. And um, if you don't have enough of those, that means that the pH is such that the bad bacteria thrive. So, um, and, the, and if you have too many of the bad bacteria, they produce um, chemicals called endotoxins. And those endotoxins trigger let me guess the immune system so the bacteria in your gut also trigger your immune system and that contributes even more to inflammation so it's that that vicious cycle and that connect that relationship between some problems in your digestive system and some problems in your immune system and together they create chronic systemic inflammation that creates the perfect environment for your endometriosis to, 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 to thrive. <clears throat> so taking that as the premise or the sort of the, the key thing about your endometriosis, the focus is on reducing inflammation. And that's around first, mostly when we look at nutrition, um, at healing your gut and improving your microbiome but also looking at foods that will help improve your immune system. And there, I have various um, episodes um, around this in the podcast. So, so have a look at the backlog uh, there. But yeah, so that's why, that's the one thing that you need to know about endometriosis, that it's inflammation and where it comes from. But the good thing is that nutrition can really, really make a big difference. Right. So 
that's it for today. Um, and I hope this really gives you some really helpful insights into um, what sits behind your endometriosis. I'm not saying inflammation causes endometriosis because at the moment we don't know what causes it, um, but it definitely, um, it, it's for me, it, I, I call it the engine um, behind endometriosis. Okay, um, end of this episode and I talk to you soon. Bye for now. Now, if listening to this podcast, you are wondering if nutrition could be an avenue for you to pursue to try and control your symptoms and reduce your symptoms um, or the severity of your symptoms, then why not book a, an endometriosis SOS call with me? It's an obligation-free, totally free 30-minute uh, video call where we can talk about what you're experiencing and I will be able to give you some options to go forward. The link is in the show notes. Mm -hmm.